0: did it two years in a row favorite pinball podcast canada's pinball podcast i want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart who voted for this podcast and i don't know what the total number of votes were all i know is i do this show for each and every one of you and i'm tired i don't know about you guys but when you go to these shows they are very long days And there's a lot of time spent waiting in line to play games. Uh, You're still adjusting to being on airplanes and living in hotel rooms for a couple days. But the whole reason I came down to Texas Pinball Festival, first and foremost, was to see so many of you out there who I normally don't get to talk and hang out with. And so many of you guys out there. Uh, who, who who chatted with me over the last few days I just want to say I, I, I think I love all you guys I do I, like on some level I just love all of these men who are super passionate and super you know geek out over something like pinball this harmless little game that is still surviving well into 2019 has connected all of us in, in a unique way and I, and I really do appreciate all of you who came up to me I mean it really means a lot when guys like Frank D'Angelo come up and say hey me and my son we listen to every show we really enjoy it and there are so many other stories like that of people coming up and saying hey you know i just want to say i'm a fan i love every episode well maybe not every episode but you know i love the show and keep doing what you're doing and tonight's victory in the twippies and and it, it it really for me it it means a lot that we won this for you guys i mean that that is why I really appreciate this award because I think it gives you guys some some hopefully some sort of validation of the pinball podcast you decide to listen to on a weekly basis. Now, um, if you watch the twippies tonight, you will have seen that this award was not giving without controversy. I'm going to talk a little bit about that later on. But first, I want to thank Greg and Zach and Jeff for putting on an incredible show. I mean, this this year's Twippy Awards blew last years away. I mean, it was a lot of work. I mean, the mountain of work that these gentlemen did and there was other people helping them out as well but for the most part they turned something that went from just being a Twitch stream into a live event that packed the room that had incredible quality video introducing each category and having uh, all the different presenters from the industry come up there and present all the different awards it really was an amazing night and 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 I, i'm really i'm going to talk a little bit about my feelings on Uh, The one individual who tried to spoil the evening uh, when we got to the favorite pinball podcast category, but you know what, none of that, none of that takes away or detracts from what was such an incredible show, Uh, and I want to go down the list of who won Twippy Awards because I want to congratulate everybody uh, who won and all the different games that were recognized and the people behind those games who were part of some of the best in pinball, And and. And we know that this is not uh, all that all there is that is good in pinball, right? There is so much good stuff happening in the pinball hobby right now. It's an exciting time to be following pinball. And even to make it into the top three of any of those categories and being shortlisted like that, uh, I think all those people should be really proud of, of what they've created, okay? And so the winners were, I'll just go down the list real quick. Best homebrew was Nightmare Before Christmas. Best call-outs was Deadpool best tournament was pinberg best toys and gimmicks was pirates um, best mod was pin stadium best theme was deadpool best arcade was logan's arcade uh, the favorite festival <laughs> it was tpf best light show was pirates best pinball publication pinball magazine best pinball website Pinside. best theme integration pirates um, best streamer was jack danger uh, best artwork was iron maiden Best YouTube channel was straight down the middle. Best rules was Iron Maiden. Rookie of the year was Keith Elwin. Um, best play field and layout was Iron Maiden. And the game of the year was Iron Maiden. And of course, the best pinball podcast was Canadas Pinball Podcast. So amazing, amazing night. And, and we saw like a theme here. It was pretty much Iron Maiden and Pirates of the Caribbean battling it out left and right tonight for these awards. Um, Keith Elwin was not in attendance, uh, but I'll say this. Everyone who did the present, uh, you know the, uh, nom- you know the categories. Everyone who accepted the awards. It was a great night. It was a fun night, and I, I really I want to sort of take this time on this episode of of Canada's Pinball Podcast as I as I pack up my luggage and I get ready to go back to New York. I want to tell you a few things that I wasn't really able to communicate when I got up on stage because I was not expecting somebody in the back of the room to start booing in a classless way and sort of ruining the moment uh, you know, during the favorite pinball podcast category. And here's what upsets me. I don't care if this guy doesn't like me, all right? That's fine. There, there's a lot of people out there that I rub the wrong way. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I can't make everyone fall in love with me. And, and the, you shouldn't, right? You shouldn't. But here's what upsets me the most. While it was a little bit disrespectful to me to boo like that from the back, it was extremely disrespectful to Greg and Zach and Jeff and all the hard work they did to put that show together. It also was extremely disrespectful to all the people in the audience who just came there to root on their favorite things, okay? And I think it also puts a really bad stain on a show like that because, or the, not even the show, The Hobbyist, right? This, this reflects poorly on the pinball hobbyist and who are going to boo like that in a classless manner and imagine if you're at the show and you you're there and you're celebrating not everyone there listens to pinball podcasts i would say you know probably half of that room doesn't even care about pinball podcasts they are there to celebrate the games and so they're there and then all of a sudden the entire show is somewhat disrupted in a negative way because of one person and one person's agenda. The reason why I know it was one person is you could tell it was one person. And I ran up to him afterwards and I was just like, what are you doing? Like, what's your problem? And he didn't really have much to say. Uh, he, he said he plays pinball. So I can only imagine it was a tournament player. And that's his contribution into the pinball world. And it's great. And I just said he's classless. And I, and I walked away. I didn't do anything. Maybe he was trying to bait me to do something physical. I wasn't going to do that. I think that gentleman uh, will live the rest of his life knowing that he did something that was classless, immature, and so what? You know, In my mind, I'm like, well, this guy's booing from the nosebleeds all the way in the back of the uh, you know, room, and I'm up on stage. I'm up on stage accepting an award on behalf of all of my listeners and all of my fans who love this show. So that guy's going to wake up tomorrow and still be cranky. And I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to put, uh, you know, this trophy next to last year's trophy. And we're going to walk away satisfied that, you know, two for two uh, on the Twippy Awards. And, and I, I, I don't do it for the awards. I do it for you guys. And you guys determined that it was your favorite show. All right. I didn't do any shenanigans with the voting. And so I just, you know, and what I wanted to say when I was up there, and this is what upset me the most, is I wanted to get up there and I wanted to say a few words and I tried to, the best I could, to get those things out. Of course I wanted to have a couple jokes. This isn't like a serious award show. I mean, we're all there to have a good time. I mean, that is the key of this entire hobby, to have a good time. And I wanted to get up there and the few things I wanted to do was I wanted to thank Brenda because every day she allows me to do this show. And she doesn't allow me, she just supports me. I don't have to ask her permission, she knows that I love it. And she knows that you guys love it. When it came to coming to Texas, she's like, you have to be there with your fans and you have to be there in case you win. I wanted to thank, you know, Zach and Greg and Jeff for all they do. I wanted to thank Robin for banning me from Pinside, which I didn't get to thank. Uh, I also wanted to, and I did thank Nate Shivers for his contributions to the pinball podcasting world. Uh, And, you know, I wanted to thank all the manufacturers, which I did do, for all they do. Without manufacturers and without all these games, there's no reason to talk about pinball on a daily, weekly, hourly, monthly, yearly basis. Uh, All of their hard work gives us the, the topics and the news and the content we need to actually create shows like this. And I also wanted to congratulate everyone out there who does a pinball podcast, because I wanted to say this, and I was interrupted rudely, but I wanted to say that when you do pinball content, the only thing people are seeing out there who listen to our shows or watch our videos, they're just seeing the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the amount of work and hours we all put in to our craft and the amount of energy we put in, you know, reading different forums, reading websites, talking to people, you know, conversing about pinball, trying to find rumors and 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 and, and what's what are people speculating on and when are new games coming out, all of the stuff we do and all the different hours we spend doing it ultimately leads to all the different podcasts and shows that you love and enjoy. And you might listen to an hour podcast or a half hour podcast and think it only took that person a half hour or an hour, or you know, think it do you think it takes Marty and Ryan only, you know, two hours to sit down and record that show? No, there's there's a mountain of hours of lining up interviews of getting people on the phone, of reading up on those people's backgrounds so you have as much information as you can when you talk to them. Uh, Then you've got the editing of of the show to make sure it, it all sounds proper. You know, you've got, there's so much stuff that goes into it for your enjoyment. And here's the thing about every single piece of pinball content and every pinball podcast out there. Here's the real kicker, everyone. They're free. We give this to you on a weekly basis for free. We don't charge you. We, we 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 simply sacrifice some of our time to give it to you because we enjoy it. We don't even see it as a sacrifice. It's not maybe sacrifice is the wrong word, but for that person to boo the category, I mean again, it's just absolutely classless classless act. And I think, and I think that person, whoever he is, if you know who he is, if he's bragging to you, I think he owes me an apology. I think he owes Greg and Zach an apology. I think he owes Jeff an apology, okay? And I've been reading Pinside and someone said something. Uh, they said, I should have taken that opportunity on stage to apologize to Tim Sexton, okay? I wanna address this again because I apologized to Tim Sexton already. I sent him uh, a note, I believe on Facebook. I sent him an email. I apologized to to Levy as well or Levy as well. Uh, And I was sincere in that apology. And I also apologized on this show as well multiple times uh, for that incident at the New York City Pinball Championships. And so in my mind, I'm trying to move past that. I didn't even have a lick of alcohol in me during this weekend. I gave up drinking for Lent. Uh, So I'm stone sober uh, this whole time. And so why would I on a night in which it's about recognizing people's contributions, why would I spend that time continuing to apologize for things I've already apologized for? And I think I try and to do my best to say I'm sorry when I'm wrong. I think I do my best to admit when I've made mistakes and I ask for forgiveness and I say I'm sorry and I am sincere. Now I can't make people accept my apologies and I can't make people uh, validate my sincerity. So I think those of you who know me know I am sincere when I apologize. I think those of you who know me know I'm not this this, this tyrant who deserves to be booed while up there. And again, uh, packed room, full of people, nobody booed but one guy. And you know, it does take, you know, one bad apple can spoil a moment for people. Absolutely. Okay. Now look, the other thing I wanna talk about, and then I'm gonna let you guys go, cause I'm tired. The other thing that I, that I do a lot on this show, and, and, and I say a lot of stuff about a lot of manufacturers, and it's not easy for me. It's not always easy for me to come on the show and say, hey look, I played this game, I think it's good, I wouldn't buy it. I don't think it's great, it's not for me. And you know, I do that, that's like my shtick on this, this show. Like I give you my honest opinion of the, a game, right? Or of a company, or of a personality in pinball. But mostly we're focused on the game. I'm very rarely uh, personally going after anybody, right? Uh, but here's the deal. I do that and then I come to these shows and I have to walk past those people. You know, there's there's no avoiding that. I have to walk past the American pinball people. I have to walk past, you know, Charlie Emery. I have to walk past Jersey Jack, okay? So some of you might have seen uh, me just lambasting Jack about how sloppy and messy their presentation was uh, last night, right? What you didn't see is me talking with Jersey Jack for a half hour today about what I think they can do to help improve things, and we had a great conversation. It was me, Jack, and Bill Brandis talking about his company and about marketing and how he needs to be more protective over the brand, and Jack was great, and Jack's very receptive, and Jack has a lot of passion and Jack cares a lot. And he's a man who you know he's got a lot to deal with, a lot more than I have to deal with when I strap on the you know, headset and the microphone and talk about his company. But I was trying to give Jack some tips on just things they could do. And Jack has a lot of exciting titles coming down the road, and I really want to make sure they launch them in a the way that just, again, gives those titles justice. And I think a game that is special deserves to be launched in a way that's special. That's just I'm a marketer by trade. I mean, that's just how I feel. But you don't see that. So you might just hear that podcast and think Chris is just an asshole who went on a tirade about Jersey Jack and that Jersey Jack and I are like enemies and that's not the case. You've heard me time and time again talk about Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle and spooky pinball and how I think you know Chuck needs to get the designs better and they need to do this and they need to do that, right? But here's the deal. As I said to you, I walk into these shows with an open mind and I want to play the games. I want to see the games and I want to experience them and see how far along these games have come. And I really enjoyed playing Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. As I said on my last podcast, I think people are going to be happy when they see the final product. It took a year. It took longer than I thought it should have. I wouldn't want to be in on a game waiting a year with $1,000 non-refundable, but it is what it is. Every person who's in on that game, that was their decision to go in on the game. And it's their decision to wait for it. And it's their decision whether when they get it, they want to keep it or sell it. We're all grown men. And I think I try hard on this podcast to just give you my opinion. And it's not always the same opinion you might have. uh, But I think a lot of what I say connects with some of you or many of you. And not every episode, right? Not every day. And I enjoy doing that. It's just this, it's our little space. You know, when I do this podcast, it feels like it's me and you in a room talking pinball. And I'll tell you what Texas Pinball Festival is. That's all it is. That's all this is. That's all these shows are. It's me and someone else talking pinball. And we're giving our opinions on the companies. And we're doing it in a way where we're very candid. And the difference I think is I just, Take what I feel and instead of just talking to you like in my hotel room here at you know the embassy suites or us having a conversation about pinball over a beer at the bar across the street at Perry's, those conversations, I'm just telling you what I would say to you there, here, on the air with this mic. And that's all my show is. And I, I, I don't know how else to be. And I will make mistakes and I will upset some people and I will apologize when I make those mistakes. But I also want it to be fun and I want it to be entertaining and it should be entertaining. I mean, if you zoom out a little bit, if you zoom out a little bit and you look at all the calamities in the world and all the hardships we're all gonna go through in life, right? it's not all roses. We are into pinball, a non-essential toy that is having some crazy resurgence in 2019. And if I'm gonna do a podcast about it, God damn, it's gonna be fun. God damn, it's gonna be energetic. God damn, I'm gonna jump right into it. I'm not gonna tell you what I had for breakfast. I'm not gonna tell you about the maintenance I did on my machine. You know, I'm just gonna jump right into it and tell you what's on my mind. And that's how I do this show. And there are a lot of great pinball podcasts out there. And I love so many of them. And I think all of those personalities bring something different to the hobby. And I think that's great. Again, nobody's forcing anyone to listen to this show and no one's making any money on this. And that's the part that's a little deflating for me tonight. I have to be honest. I'm sitting here in my hotel room. It's 11.33. I, I have this award. I'm not down there drinking at the bar because I gave up drinking for Lent. I kept telling people, yeah, I'll meet you for a drink. I'll meet you for a drink. And people kept wanting to buy me some drinks. But I, I just I, – I, I gave it up for Lent. I actually feel great. I feel great without alcohol in me, especially the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, And so I'm sitting up here doing this show. And you know, part of me is like this is just where I want to be in this hobby. I want to be talking to you. I want to be sharing with you my thoughts on the hobby. I enjoy this tremendously, and I thank you so much for listening, okay? We will do another show, obviously, early this week. Blake is gonna come on the show, and we're gonna give our reaction to TPF. We'll also do our feedback on the Twippy Award winners. Uh, My overall take, uh, again, I don't want to get into it tonight because I'm tired, I gotta pack, and I gotta go. It's just really interesting that Pirates of the Caribbean was getting so many accolades right at the same point in which it is being yanked off of the shelf. It's no longer gonna be supported. And I think I've been reading people saying like, Eric's a little monotone, he's not very enthusiastic. Look, Eric's always a little bit that way. That's just his demeanor, and that's cool. Like, we we should not, like, make fun of anyone for, like, their demeanor. Um, he probably is a little bit bummed out that his game, which now everyone is finally recognizing uh, what he did and, you know, what is being heralded as, like, a great game on so many levels tonight is no longer going to be up for sale. So I don't think you can blame him uh, that he now has to wait to show us what he can do again uh, with Guns N' Roses. And so... You know, thank you, thank you, thank you. All of you, all of you who I saw at the show this weekend, all of you who voted, all of you who can't stand me but still tune in, uh, all of you out there. I, I just think, you know, I, I'm just very thankful that, that that there's so many really interesting people in pinball and, and I, can't, I could go down a list for hours naming all of them but you guys really make my days different. You make my life a little bit more unique uh, you've, you've injected a, I, I, an expertise into my head that I just never thought I would have. Like when I was a kid growing up in the arcades, I never played pinball that much. I played the arcade games. I never knew I would know so much about pinball. Uh, and I'm happy I do. It's a really, really interesting topic. And the personalities behind it are really interesting. And I wanna say, I have the best fans in all of pinball. So thank you so much for, for all your support. I look forward to giving you many more exciting episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast. All of you traveling home, please get home safe. I hope you can listen to the last three episodes and at least crack a smile and just, you know, just enjoy uh, that we have a little bit of a different take on the pinball hobby with this show. Everyone, have a great night, and I'll talk to you soon. Number one,